Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together, and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. Oh, hello, everyone. I'm super excited to bring back on another guest that has been on the show in the past. Her name is Lori Kinsey. Her first episode was episode eight, where we dove into all of the things that she does as an advanced spiral practitioner and a domestic abuse survivor and a human trafficking activist. In this episode, we are diving deeper into all the things as a part two, and we are focusing on whether you are being led by your intuition or your trauma. For those who have not listened to episode eight, I invite you to definitely start there or continue listening on with this one. Either way, we're going to cover all of the details of what Lori does and why we are diving deeper deeper into the topics of trauma, shadow work, and how to be able to identify whether you are being intuitively led or trauma-led in your decision-making. Another thing that we dive into in this episode is the human design aspect of whether you are being led by your intuition or by your trauma. So without further ado, let's dive into this brand new episode with advanced spiral practitioner, Lori Kenzie. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres, and I am the host of the show and a human design reader. So as you guys have already heard in the intro to this episode, I am bringing back a dear friend of mine, Lori Kinsey. I am super excited to have her back on this podcast for a sort of part two to episode eight, which was her original episode that came out. So if you're listening to this, I invite you to definitely keep listening, but for sure, check out episode eight. We talk a lot about uh, how she got into doing the work that she does and how she works specifically um, with women who are in the domestic 
abuse survivor containers and also how she got into human trafficking, um, being an activist there and how she became an advanced spiral practitioner and what exactly is the spiral. We go so deep into all the things in that episode. And uh, again, it's episode eight, if you're interested in really getting that first overview of all the things. Now in this episode, I really want it to be like a part two. We're diving deeper into why do people end up wanting to get these, do this deeper shadow work to release some of this trauma and how can we be sure um, if the decisions that we're making in our life and the way that we're going about life is in a way of uh, navigating through our intuition or is it through trauma? And so we are just really going deeper in this episode into the ways in which we show up in life um, and the possibilities of the the energies that are holding us back uh, and keeping us in stagnation from making clear decisions intuitively led decisions uh, versus these more trauma led decisions. So before I go into anything else, I just want to say welcome back to the show, Lori. I'm so excited you are here. I am so excited to be here. I'm actually honored to be here. I love She's a God. I love you. You are such a dear, dear sister and friend. (laughs) And I love our conversations that we have because we always dive deep, always. So I'm excited to have this particular conversation around trauma-led versus intuitively-led because it's so important. And I think a lot of people mistake trauma and their reactions and responses for intuition. And then that's where they take their actions from. So excited to dive into it. Yes, it's going to be so, so good. This is going to be a really great deep dive for you guys on these energies, how to navigate them, how to alchemize them, how to call yourself out on them when it's actually happening. So uh, like I mentioned in the intro to this, uh, we talked a lot with Lori in episode eight about how she got into doing what she's doing. But I would love, Lori, if you would just share um, for people who maybe haven't heard uh, your first episode, what is your background and upbringing? So I am half Japanese. (laughs) I had that strict upbringing of the Japanese and honoring, um, just honoring the culture in a way of, it's a beautiful, beautiful culture, but it was always respect and being very humbled and also very strict. So there was a ton of conditioning around that. Um, I also was raised by my mom. My mom was um, someone who really, she was kind of spontaneous. It was her and my stepfather, actually, who I call my dad. So if anybody is talking to me and I reference dad, it's him because my my father actually passed away when I was young. And we um, constantly traveled, constantly moved, constantly different locations. And I'm talking like three different schools in one year. I mean, it was every few months we would be in a different place. So the beauty of that was that I got to experience a lot of the country and also a lot of different people. And I can actually, I'm pretty, I don't know, I talk to you all the time about this kind of stuff, but I I love people and I love hearing about their stories and who they are and, and how they got to be who they are. But the other side of that is that I never really had that, the conditioning of it was, I, I never really got to cultivate deep relationship because we were constantly moving. And so diving into this work, it has just expanded and deepened my, my relationships. It's been pretty amazing, actually. 
So I live in Utah now, and it's so beautiful here. You and I have even talked about this too, I think, where we want to move. I've actually been here for quite a while. We want to move, but there has to be this like wow factor because where I live is so beautiful with just the red rocks and, and everything. And I just go, oh, it has to be a wow factor, but I enjoy it here. It's pretty nice. Well, if you guys don't already follow Lori online, I would suggest just purely for the images too, as well um, from where she lives, because she has the most stunning photos at I am Lori Kinsey on IG. Literally, uh, like I want to live where she lives. And I know she's always talking, like she just said, she's always talking about, oh, I kind of want to like think about moving or where do I want to go? I'm like, oh my God, like I want to go in my backyard and see what you see with the red canyons and just the beautiful, even the greenery that does sprout up, like the cactuses and everything that you have there is so, so beautiful. Wow. Come visit. <laughs> I will. We're we're gonna plan that. We're gonna plan that. So, how did you get to doing uh, the work that you doing you do now, being an advanced spiral practitioner? Well, what I noticed um, when I was first a spiral practitioner is that, I mean, as you know, this stuff blow it just blows up your life. <laughs> it literally blows up the onion. And what I noticed um, is that it really brings up trauma. Right. I mean, I feel like everybody has experienced trauma on some level. I think we can all agree on that. And with the with the spiral, it really just deconditions and releases all of the blocks so that these little and they can be little imprints or they can be big imprints rise to the surface. And what I noticed was that there wasn't a lot of support. It's kind of like when we talk about talk therapy, this is not to talk down on talk therapy. But my experience with that was when I would go to sessions, it would activate all of this. I'd relive it. And then I would go away for like a week or two. And then I come back to my next session, but I'd be totally activated through that whole time with no support. And I started to notice that also with my first spiral clients and those that I was working with. So I wanted to actually deepen my knowledge of somatics. I wanted to deepen my knowledge of trauma so that I could actually support these clients in between. And it has been amazing. It just keeps, it's endless. Like the knowledge, you know me, I'm a one three human <laughs> design. So that one line, like it's an endless rabbit hole of information on how the body works, embodiment, somatics, where trauma lies in the body. I mean, just all of that. So it's been amazing actually to see how the mind body connection um, can be weakened because of trauma. And again, that mind-body connection is where we have, that's where we have our intuition, right? That's where we hold our intuition. That's where we receive it. And so if it's muddy and it's not pure, then we can actually think we're coming from a state of trauma versus that intuition. Yes, yes, yes. And that's where I think that this conversation is really going to open up when we start to really dive into this interesting topic of am I living intuitively led or am I living trauma led in my life? Before we get deeper into that, could you just give people an overview on what the spiral is? Because I want people to understand um, the modality in which you do and how uh, that works because I, for people listening to this already know, I've talked about it so many times, um, 
that the spiral is something I did from, I think it was 2020 to 2021 about there. And, um, it's just the most life-changing transformational modality I've ever done. And that is what Lori does. She's an advanced spiral practitioner. And that's sort of how we got on this topic of trauma and intuition. So yes, please share with us a little bit about what exactly is the spiral. Oh my gosh. Well, the spiral, I could talk all day about it. I'm only going to touch a little bit about it though, because I think we did dive into it really deeply in in episode eight, but the spiral is um, quite a few maps and models that are all just kind of overlaid onto each other. And so it's really advanced, very powerful work that goes deep into um, discovering the energetic imprints of when a trauma or something like that has actually happened. And it can be something that is very minimal in what some of us may think. So like minimal meaning we've being um, made fun of on the bus when you were young, or it could be something that is very traumatic, such as childhood sexual abuse or something like that. I will share with you that with the spiral, it is fascinating because we go past that part where we say like, oh yeah, I, you know, I was abused as a child. And so that's, what's going to come up, but what happens or, okay, let me actually give another example. So like, I'll use myself as as an example. So I was in an extreme domestic abuse and domestic violent um, marriage. So I, when I left that marriage, I thought all of my trauma was actually from that. But what I discovered when I went through the spiral was that there was actually a lot of other things that actually happened in my life that imprinted within my being that got me into this place and into the situation that I thought was okay. And I thought it was okay for a long time. And so with the spiral, what we do is we don't actually relive experiences. Like I thought I was going to relive all those experiences. No, we actually get to way before that, which was actually my Japanese conditioning. It was my Japanese conditioning of be quiet, you know, that whole like sit still, just you're here to be looked at, not to speak, not to engage with. Like as a child, you're just a very, very good child and you're very quiet. <laughs> like that you're just taught to be that. And so it was, I was taught to comply, right? To comply, to obey. I had discipline, all of those things. And so there, there were things that actually led up after my childhood conditioning to where I then ended up in this extreme situation. Prior to that, there were all these other situations that happened that weren't extreme, but I was okay with it because of the conditioning. So with the spiral, that's actually what we end up, we end up just going into why are we, why is, why are we in the situations we're in now? And we discover those. And so a lot of times it's not what we're thinking it was. It could be ancestral, it could be generational. I mean, this is bioenergetics. It could be um, all kinds of things, but it's fascinating when we discover what like that impacts our decisions of our life. And so we discover like where we're at and why we're not happy with where we're at. Mm -hmm. It's so incredibly layered. And it also, what you were just saying there about trauma and it could be somebody made fun of you on the bus or it could be, you know, child sexual trauma. It's interesting that trauma is trauma. I recently heard, uh, I was actually listening to a podcast with um, a guy who is a psychologist, I believe. And I know he's really famous. I can't think of his name right now, but he was just talking about how all trauma is kind of the same (laughs) in the body recognizes it 
in the same levels, even if it's like something small or um, something big, right? Like the body just recognizes it as a trauma. So I just find that fascinating that the body just remembers that. And that's what's so incredibly um, amazing about the spiral is that it goes right into that the body and the emo- emotional pathology and it removes, helps to remove that trauma from the body. So can you explain what it is to, for people who are still kind of like, okay, intuitive, like what is that? Um, or trauma, what exactly, what is it, what does it mean to be intuitively led? And then what does it mean to be trauma led? So in my experience, um, I feel that when it is intuitively led, when you're receiving guidance or messages and it's intuitively led, there, there is no discussion. Like there is no doubt. There is no discussion. It is 100% truth. There is no emotion. That's kind of another thing too. There's no emotion that is surrounding this. There's no talking yourself out of it. There's no, like when you know, you know, whenever it is trauma led, this is when, and this is where it gets kind of sticky because we don't know what we don't know. Our unconscious literally runs our life. And so this is what I love about us even speaking about this. If you are listening to this, it's going to be pulling from your unconscious into your conscious awareness. And yes, you can make changes now because you're going to start to question. So whenever it comes out, um, let's say something comes through and you're like, oh yeah, I can feel that in my body. That is truth. That's this, that's that. And then all of a sudden you start to have doubt. If there's any doubt, that is actually the mental mind. The mental mind does a great job of talking you out of things because it's doing its job of protecting you. So anything that's going to be changes or, you know, um, anything like that, the mind, the mental mind is going to say, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. And it's going to tell you all the reasons why you can't, you shouldn't. Um, and it's not safe. That's another thing too. It's not safe, right? So that's the mind. <laughs> if it's intuition, the mind's going to leave it alone because the mind has wrapped its head around it. So that's where that phrase actually even comes in. The mind literally has to wrap its head around it to to say, yes, okay, it's okay for you to move through with it. So if there is doubt or if there's anything like that where you start to talk yourself out of it, that is 100% trauma-led. Also, the other part of this is that if there's any emotion around it, emotion muddies the water so fast when we are emotion like there's there's a lot of emotion there's a lot of commotion but when we're able to transmute that into devotion then everything changes and then you're clear you have that clear that clarity and you're able to just now connect fully with the intuition which is why self-clearing is so good too because then you're able to neutralize those emotions. There's either that intuition is like, you know, you know, there's clarity, there's no talking yourself out of it, you know it's truth, no emotion, intuitive, and that's intuitively led, the trauma led is, oh, but there's all these what ifs, and I'm sad, I'm excited, I'm happy, I don't know, I have fear, I have anxiety. When you start to feel all of that, That is literally the trauma that started. And you start to operate from that place. That's impulse. It's not response. It's impulse. It's reaction. Mm. How do we know the difference in the moment? That's where the human design inner authority comes in. (laughs) Uh. Yes. 
I love talking about this. Yeah, because Lori and I, before jumping on this um, podcast episode, were like, of course, intuitively led versus trauma led. It's going to bring up inner authority and human design. So really briefly, I just want to say that if you have the opportunity to grab your chart right now, I invite you to do so. Take a peek at your chart. If you're somebody who is still trying to understand your design, still trying to understand what what's what and where it is on your chart, you can, um, and we're right now we're talking about inner authority and we're going to explain why we're talking about that when it comes to trauma and intuition, but, uh, go ahead and take a peek at your chart. And what you're going to look at is the top right, uh, side of your chart and you're going to look for the word authority. And the reason why is because this is your decision making process. And so if you are looking at your chart right now, you are going to see that you either have sacral authority, you have splenic authority, you have emotional authority, uh, you have heart centered authority or ego authority, you have G authority, or you have, um, none. So if you, if you don't have any authority at all, if it's none, you're definitely a reflector or a mental projector, but I'll dive a little bit deeper into each one of these authorities and how the trauma can come up in each one of these, uh, centers on your body graph in just a moment. But I just want you to first, before we go any further, I just want you to know where that is on your chart in case you're somebody who is just like, wait a minute, what is this? How do I know what, what I am? Uh, that's how you're going to know. You're going to see it right there on your chart. And, um, yes. So Lori, let's talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) I actually introduced human design to every one of my clients because by the time that they're done working with me, they are fully living their human design. Whenever we're working with anyone from, you know, that's domestic violence survivor or human trafficking survivor, that's one of the first things that happens is they are disconnected from their intuition because they're gaslit, they're conditioned to believe or to think that whatever it was, the red flags or whatever it was that their intuition was trying to tell them, those messages, they are told that that's not the case and that's not true and that they need to trust either the person that they're in a relationship with or um, even who they are with their perpetrator, their perpetrator with trafficking. Okay. So this is what I always introduce first is the inner authority, because it's really, as we're first working with this and releasing conditioning, it's hard to trust self, right? But human design is so great because it's literally the manual to who you are, how you make decisions, um, what you feel, you know, all those things. So the inner authority is like, I have the sacral authority. Mine, I think is probably the easiest (laughs) because it's literally that yes, no, you just start asking yourself yes, no questions. And you can even literally say that is this intuition? Yes, no, you're going to know, like you're, you're just going to know. Um, and so, yeah, every, which ones I I was going to have my, have them listed in front of me before we started. And I forgot. Well, I want to say too, if you have sacral authority, if you're somebody who's listening to this and you do have sacral like uh, Lori does, then yes, it's true. You do have the easiest of knowing. So when it comes to your decision-making process, it is that quick yes or no, because the only question you really need to be asking yourself is, does this excite me or not? Um, So your sacral, and I've talked about this on the show before too, but 
your sacral doesn't understand open-ended questions. So it really just wants you to ask, like, do I want to go on a date with this man? Yes or no. Um, do I want to go to church this Sunday? Yes or no. <laughs> do I want to paint this, um, wall blue? Um, yes or no. Rather do, you know, what color do I want to paint this wall? For example, open-ended question, which is just kind of try and kind of give you a little bit of anxiety if you have a sacral authority. But I just want to add that. And I also want to say that people with sacral authority, if you are somebody who is experiencing trauma and you have sacral authority, because the sacral houses the life force center, it's your life force, the life force energy of the planet actually, when someone is experiencing trauma, this can actually manifest as a suppression of life force energy. So this can be like uh, an example that I'm kind of thinking of right now is when you the sacral is about desires as well, right? Like what do I desire in my life? So a suppression of that life force energy can kind of feel like what excites you in your life and what you desire in your life, it doesn't matter. Um, Lori was just talking about her uh, upbringing with her Japanese grandmother and how it's like you have to be quiet and you have to sit there. So, hey, if you're somebody who, you know, is excited and you want to jump up and say, wow, I love this movie or I'm excited about this um, cartoon that I'm watching right now. It's kind of like, no, you have to be quiet. That's a suppression of the sacral. It's not allowing you to express the fact that you have a desire to go outside right now, for example. Um, so for me, that's one example of a suppression of the sacral. Yes. Yes. So, um, I also want to add too, while I'm on the topic and you can stop me if you want, Laurie, but while I'm on the topic, um, I just feel like if you have other centers filled, I'm going to just briefly kind of run through some trauma that is related to this area of your inner authority. And then I would love Lori to, after I'm done, if she, you know, can chime in on anything she feels because she is the trauma expert here with her being an advanced spiral practitioner. I'm just able to identify in the chart. Like if somebody's saying something, I'm like, oh heck yes. Like this is your inner authority, not allowing itself to be expressed probably from trauma. So again, if you have sacral, if you are experiencing trauma, then likely it's a suppression of that life force energy in some way, shape or form feeling like you can't go out and experience the desires that you uh, want to in your life because you're, you're, that's not real life or um, that, you know, that's that whole thing where it's like money doesn't grow on trees or it's, oh, cool, cool. I'm glad that that's your desire that you want to grow up and be uh, the president, but that's not, that's not reality. Um, those suppressions of those deeper desires uh, in the sacral. So moving to the solar plexus really quickly, if you have your solar plexus as your authority in human design, then that is, you know, going to be emotional in nature. So there's four different emotional waves in human design before the lack of time. I just want to say that if your solar plexus is your authority in human design and you are experiencing trauma when it comes to your decision-making in your life, then this can be a dysregulation of emotions. Um, so this is a suppression of emotions. This is like, stop crying. You, you don't need to be crying right now or stop shouting. Why are you so excited? Um, it's too much. It's too loud. Uh, don't boys experience this a lot. Stop crying. You're a boy. Um, and it's like, you know, but they fell. So maybe they need to release that emotion. 
So that's the, that's the solar plexus and that dysregulation of emotion, which surely can manifest in many ways, but I'm just kind of throwing some things out there for you guys right now. That way you can link this trauma that Lori is talking about to your uh, inner authority. So the next part I want to uh, quickly touch on here is your spleen. So if you are looking at your chart and you see that you have a splenic authority, uh, the spleen holds the intuition. Um, and this is going to be a disassociation from your natural intuitive survival instinct in the moment. So the spleen is amazing in the fact that it is here to give you that intuitive hit in the moment that something's not safe. For example, there's a fear, there's something you need to be careful about. It's awesome for that. Um, now, if you have trauma in your life and it's showing up uh, in a way for your decision-making, then that's going to be, again, is for people with splenic authority, a disassociation from this natural intuitive survival, this instinct in the moment to protect yourself. So the way that that can manifest in real life is you have trauma there and you could feel this instinct. Like I, I'm not going to walk down that road right now. Like, I don't know why I know that's the normal way that I go home, but I'm not going to, like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm I just, it's just like a no for me and everybody around you, you know, especially if you're a child is like, what do you mean you have an instinct? that you shouldn't go down there. What is your mind telling you right now? It doesn't matter um, that you have an instinct that that man is dangerous. What is your mind telling you? He's got money, he's successful, he's saying all the right things. So what are you talking about with your intuition? It's suppressing that almost animal-like instinct to, to keep you safe. Um, and Lori, I'm sure can speak more on that too when um, with her history and uh, domestic violence. Uh, but um, the last two I really want to talk about here is the heart. So if you have heart-centered uh, authority, this is all about the will, right? Um, so this is going to be um, broken will. And unfortunately, the first time, the first thing that I'm thinking about when it comes to trauma and people who have heart-centered or ego authority is I can't help but think about men who have been emasculated by their very strong wives. Um, and that can be just broken will. Like you used to be somebody who was very strong in your will, maybe with your decision-making and your power in the moment, your feeling of being in the room and feeling good about it. And then all of a sudden it feels like you just don't feel like you don't have, you can't speak up anymore for yourself. It doesn't feel like you should, because you might get in trouble. So it's, that's just one example. Okay. There, it can manifest so many different ways, but broken will is a huge part of trauma in, in the heart center, in the ego center. So the last part I'll touch on here, um, is the G and, and the G, the self. Um, so this part is, uh, going to be, if you have uh, G centered authority, then this trauma is going to look like uh, depersonalization. So not basically it's going to be not being able to connect with a solid sense of who you are. Um, another way I've heard of it is like disassociation, right? It's like your identity, who you are is so it's disassociated from you. You're almost just seeing yourself move through life and you're not, you're not in your body. You're not there. Like, I know who I am. I know how I'm going to navigate this situation. Um, you're, you're not able to connect with a solid sense of who you are because you've been traumatized out of who you are, which 
this is actually um, a, a big part of my upbringing, which was people who people who are listening this to this will relate to this if they grew up in a very religious household growing up. Um, and that's just one example. But it, it, this sort of depersonalization, like you're you need to look like everybody else. For me, it was we all had to wear long skirts and long long hair. We couldn't wear any makeup. We all had to look the same. We all had to listen to the same music. Um, and talk about the same things, you weren't able to have your own personality. So um, sort of that depersonalization in in that center is really how trauma will show up uh, for people um, with that authority. So I just wanted to offer that. I know I went off on a tangent, but I just wanted to offer that. And me and Lori did discuss this before we hopped on, that we were like, we definitely want to go through the ways that trauma affects these different uh, areas for people with inner authority with, in human design, because inner authority is a huge part of, again, how you make your decisions, how you keep yourself safe, and your own inner compass. If your own inner compass, if you're not aligned with it, if you're not connected with it, then you are going to be living from the mind, like Lori was talking about. You're not going to be living from the body, um, which is which is your inner compass. It is your inner authority. Yeah, you did an incredible job of hitting on each one of those because I think this is why I love human design so much is because we've all experienced trauma. We all are taught over and over again in everything, the music we listen to, the shows and the content that we we consume. I mean, it just, it doesn't matter. It's everywhere we look. We are told to conform and to be like everybody else, right? So it doesn't matter if this is, um, I'm just saying everyone can benefit from this, but I'd like to go a little deeper on this just because this is so big, okay? So I like to, um, I'd like to, what am I trying to even say right now? I'd like to connect this with domestic violence and with trafficking because a lot of times I was one of those people, okay? I was somebody who I had been, I was in an extreme situation, zero clue. I didn't even think I was in an abusive situation, let alone an extreme one. So I like to always go into like, this is what it could look like so that people could start to recognize like maybe, just maybe they're in a situation and, um, Maybe, just maybe, you can change your life prior to me of being in it for 11 years. <laughs> so I like to share what, what I experienced. So with the sacral, if you have the sacral inner authority, that suppression of desires could look like you can't wear the clothes. Just like what Jen was saying, you can't wear clothes, you can't express yourself, you can't listen to certain types of music, you can't wear your hair a certain way, you can't drive a certain car, you can't, I mean, just basically your desires are shut down. You don't have any. <laughs> That's basically what it is. You have zero desires. You're not important. And your opinions on what you'd like for dinner or anything like that is just not important. If your solar plexus, that dysregulation of the emotions, that's when you're just not allowed to have emotions. Your emotions will come out sideways. If you're somebody that does like to express your emotions, I used to have um, an alter ego that I called Evil Lori. Nobody wanted to mess with her. <laughs> Because I was coming. <laughs> I have to interrupt. I'm so sorry. I cannot even imagine. She's told me about this alter ego before you guys. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> like evil Lori. Like, you're just like the nicest person ever. And, but I, I'm hearing you. I'm here for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this is, I was coming from a wounded state. I was coming from the trauma state. And so emotions come out sideways when you're like that. And that's when, I mean, Evil Lori was no fun. Evil Lori, it was, it's almost like that when you've suppressed all of your emotions so much that finally it builds and builds and builds. And now you're a volcano and you're just exploding. And when you get to that point, you are destroying. You're destroying and you're causing more trauma and more damage, not only to yourself, but others. This also can be the opposite of that, where you're not allowed to have emotions. You're walking on eggshells. You can't express at all anything. You're, you're just so concerned about what's coming next. You don't know what's coming next. You don't know what to expect. So you're just, you, you're not doing any of it. So it can be on both ends of the spectrum there. If you have that spleen, the splenic authority, the disassociation to survival instinct, this is when you are finding yourself minimalizing very hurtful situations. That's what I found myself doing. I would minimize, um, you can, there's a story that I tell because a lot of people say, well, when did you know? I remember I had gone into um, a shelter, a domestic violence shelter. And I was actually supporting somebody else and they were going through something. And I said, listen, I'll go with you to the shelter. I'll go in and I'll fill out the forms and everything else just to try and get this other person some help. And I ended up checking every single box on this form. And it was the boxes that I was checking was what has happened to you in the last 48 hours. And I checked every single box except one. And that was surviving an attempted homicide. And this was after I had already left the relationship as well. This right here, I remember being pulled into the office and the, the counselor said, I've never seen a form like this before in my entire career of being here. And I was so calm and I was just, um, I don't want to say I was laughing about it, but I was, it was my norm. It was my norm. And so I had minimized so many of these very extreme things because that was my normal life. And I, I didn't see how dangerous all of this really was and the damage it really was really was taking place another part of this is you could also be dissolving your boundaries like you're starting to notice that your boundaries don't matter and you just start to go along with whatever whatever your partner or whatever situation it doesn't even have to be intimate partners this can be work relationships friendships family it could be all kinds of things but you're starting to notice that you almost start betraying yourself because and your wants and your needs because theirs is so much more important and so much more of a priority if you have the heart and that broken will that is when you are just you're done fighting that was a perfect example what you gave jen about you're just it's easier to, to just go along with it. It's just, it's easier not to have an opinion, not to have anything. And that is so heartbreaking when you can see those people, when they no longer have that sense of, of self in that way, right? They have no sense of, there's no spine there. There's not that open heart and, and strong spine. It's just, it's like deflated and defeated. And that's, that's what you would be experiencing if this is if this is you at the heart. And then the last one with the G and the self, this disassociation. Um, we so over on the YouTube channel, we actually are doing and we just got done with a red flags workshop and we went into an embodiment workshop because people were asking us specifically about this. So disassociation, not knowing who you are, that is probably um one of the biggest signs when all of a sudden you're like, I don't know what my 
favorite color is. I don't know what my favorite food is. I don't know what kind of music I like to listen to. I don't, like, there's no sense of self at all. It's kind of like you go along with everybody else because you have zero clue. So someone says, hey, you want Mexican food? Yeah, I do. Because you just honestly have no idea. So start asking yourself those questions. But disassociation is one of the biggest things, especially when you're not in a safe environment. And trauma, when trauma happens to us, we disassociate. And then we can, can I tie this right back in (laughs) to the intuition part? (laughs) Okay, so this is what happens, right? When we're, when we're operating from these trauma states, these wounded, unhealed states, that we are operating from a disassociated state. And I will say that's probably most of us. And it takes getting into the body because when we're in the body, that's when we have that mind-body connection. And it's pure. It is pure. This is when you start receiving guidance from your intuition And there's even a difference between intuition and guidance, (laughs) because that's something else I'd like to just to say a little bit here, too, because your intuition is for you. It is inner. It is your inner knowing. You will know this. There's no question. It's your inner knowing. There's no commotion. There's no emotion. It is straight devotion to self, straight devotion for higher self. And what is in your highest and best interest when you're receiving guidance from your higher power and from the spiritual realm or your angels, ancestors, loved ones, whatever that may be, that is completely different. That is actually something that you do share with others. That is a lot of times it benefits not only yourself and others, but it's totally different. Intuition is inner. It's coming from inner self. And inside <laughs> your higher inner knowing <laughs> where the guidance is coming from everybody else who's here to support you in all of the different realms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually wrote down earlier that for me personally, intuitively led feels like a pull. Like it feels like a pull. Like, I don't know why, like it, it just is like a pull towards something and sometimes you don't know why. Um, You're just kind of like, I I just have to. And people are like, why? And I don't know. Like I I can think of moments in my life where this has happened to me, where for me, it it happens to intuitively led things happen to everybody differently. But for me, time slows down. It's like in the moment, I like, I can think of one thing off the top of my head right now where Uh, This is actually when I was in Egypt and I, we were at a night market and I had a a moment where I could have left. Like I could have gone with uh, two sister friends of mine, uh, gone ahead and left. And then, or I could have gone with the group and continued shopping. Time slowed down just for a second. And I could see my two sister friends walking away and they were kind of looking at me like, do you want to go? And I, I knew I should go with them. Like, I just didn't know why, but I just knew I needed to go with them. And, but for some reason, my mind kicked in and said, girl, you're in Egypt. Like you are, you better go to this night market. You better walk around. You better have the full experience and all this stuff. And it just ended up being a nightmare. Like we were, we ended up being stuck at the night market. Then finally, when the boat came to get us, we ended up in a car that had a gas leak and we were like all sick about it for like three hours after that. And then the next day I found out that the two women that had gone 
ahead of me had this beautiful experience. They actually were ended up on this beautiful, amazing boat back to where we were. They were allowed to lie on the roof and look at the stars and they just had this beautiful epiphany and all these moments. And so that's just one small example of intuitively led. And for me, for trauma led, I wrote down that it feels like a fear. Um, so Lori mentioned this earlier, trauma led just feels like it feels unsafe, like something might happen and it's because, and you can't explain it. Right. But it just feels like, and I also, um, want to really quickly talk about, um, something else that I found somewhere, which was all around, uh, exactly what we've been talking about, but it, it, um, now I'm trying to backtrack here. I'm probably going to have to edit this part, but it was this wonderful explanation where I was like, okay, this is so perfect when it comes to, okay, so here we are. When it comes to trauma-led versus uh, intuitively led decision-making in your life, when it comes to uh, human design too, this, I wrote down that when you get that moment, right, where if it's a trauma-led uh, decision and it feels like fear or it feels like it's unsafe, the difference between, like, let's say, for example, a defined spleen, like if you have a defined spleen in human design uh, and your defined spleen is sort of giving you that intuitive hit, like this is unsafe, the difference is that that defined spleen is going to give you a clear feeling of like this anxiety or um, this fear in order to protect you. It's going to be like a clear knowing, a clear intuitive hit about this. And and over the way that it's the opposite, a trauma-led reaction is going to feel like an overactive, persistent, relenting, immobilizing fear, anxiety, not normal. Like it's not normal. Like it's just like you're freaking the fuck out. And it's just like, why am I freaking out? It's not this intuitive feeling of like, this might not be a good idea. It's this like shaking, like you don't know why, but you're like freaking the F out about this thing. So it's just a good thing to have that reflection and to kind of know the difference. I feel like I got off on a tangent there, but, (laughs) but, um, with Lori working on trauma, you know, working with people who have trauma on a, on the daily basis through the spiral, I just find it so fascinating how, um, human design can come through with an inner authority and help you navigate your, uh, decision-making process through, is this intuitively led or is this trauma led? And you know that through your inner compass and through your inner authority, you know, in the beginning, it is hard to trust that, right? It's hard to trust. Like when you when you talked about your experience in Egypt, you were it was the mind kicked in, right? The mind kicked in and said, "But you're in Egypt, you need to go experience this." And there's this unease that happens a little bit. And you have to move through that and work through that and go, "Yeah, but that's where the whole like um is this commotion? Is this emotion? Like really getting deeper into that and asking the question to, to see like, is this unease because I'm not trusting, which is hard until you actually start living your design. This does get easier as you live your design every day and you start to just practice with it and experiment with it. But when you move through this unease, then that's when you are literally in your intuition 
And one of the other things to, I wanted to add to this is when you're in this vibe and this frequency of your intuition and your higher knowing, then, and your inner knowing, you have complete clarity. So I think if you, if like time slowed down for you. And so if you were to just go, okay, if it slowed down for me, I'm going to actually look at this for a second. And when you get quick at it, then it happens so fast, right? Then you have that clarity and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going with you girls. <laughs> like you would have had that, right? But I'm sure there was a lot of hustle and bustle and everything else going on around. But that's another thing that actually happens as well when we're starting to, because our reactions are unconscious. We don't know. They're just reactions. But usually when we make a decision out of reaction and and from that space, we have that regret. Kind of like what you said there too. of like, man, I should have gone with them. They had this amazing, beautiful thing. But if it was actually intuitively led, you would have been like, oh, I see the lesson. And this is what, you know. <laughs> but instead it was a lot of times we have that regret. And so you're able to, this is, these are other ways that you can distinct distinct is that even a word <laughs> with this but this you can distinguish that's what i'm trying to say this is how you can distinguish um whether this is intuition or trauma-led and we can go on and on and on about this i mean it's it goes so deep in so many layers but sometimes people think well i don't i don't think i can i don't know what this is and human design can feel complicated but really all you need to know with human design is your inner authority and your not self theme. And so this inner authority is so um, amazing to work with. Yes, it's, it's so is. And that's why we knew that we had to weave in human design into this episode is if we were talking about trauma led or versus intuitively led, we're like, Oh my gosh, yeah. Like inner authority. That's how you effing know. And with Lori's just extensive knowledge and her, um, wisdom and her experience in working with people who have dealt with trauma, severe trauma in many instances, it just felt like the perfect marriage of a conversation. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask is you were sort of leading perfectly into this question too, is can we ever fully heal from being trauma led in our lives? You know, actually, I think that trauma constantly happens to us. Right? I feel like every single day trauma is happening. It can be something like an accident you may have seen as you were driving, or it could be something severe that's you know happening to you and not something you've only just witnessed. So I feel like it's constantly happening, but this is why it's so important to have these tools, right? We have tools like with the spiral, it's a self-clearing modality. So we're able to teach that with human design. We have these tools that we're able to fall back on so that we can start to decondition. That's what human design is. It's also a form of deconditioning. Um, we have so many things like meditation and prayer and you know, reflection, journaling is huge. There's so many tools out there that I feel like it can feel as if we're fully healed, but honestly, trauma happens every single day. We just don't see it. And the more embodied we become and the more clear our vessel is of this, like we are doing the emotional clearing and things like that, then you're able to recognize those pieces 
and these imprints as they happen. And you're able, if you actually learn the self-clearing process, then you're able to start to release those on your own after that. Or even something as simple as journaling. Like I said, there's so many different ways to release this. So it's not something that actually fully can stick, if that makes any sense. If we have these tools available to us and we constantly use them. So... Yep. I I 100% agree with that because it is, it really truly is a lifelong thing, right? It's kind of like you can never walk around and say, I'm healed, you know, like I'm fully healed. It's not a thing. Like if you're on earth right now, it's not a thing. So the other thing I really wanted to add to this, um, I'm actually going to link a YouTube video that I watched um, that really helped me decipher all of this. This woman is phenomenal. I don't recall her name right at the second, but I'm going to link her video below because I think it's really helpful in human design and trauma and all this stuff that Lori and I are talking about. But one other thing she said that really stuck out to me about this was when it comes to um, following your inner authority in life, moving through life, continuing to have these different traumas like Lori just was talking about, even if you're following your inner authority, it doesn't mean that the decisions that you end up making are going to work out is what she was saying. It's really just going to take you on your path in life. It's going to take you on the road that you're designed to be on and the, the path that you're designed to take in order to learn whatever you're supposed to learn. Um, it's, it's not, it's, there's no right or wrong. It's just the correct path for you to go on next in order for you to experience what you're going to experience next. And honestly, when she said that in that video, I felt this like relief almost come off of me. I was like, oh wait, there's no wrong or right way to go through something because we can have that happen too, right? Where we do follow our inner authority about something and then it can feel like it, it could just feel shit for a while. Like, oh my gosh, like I thought this was going to be the right thing. I thought it was going to be rainbows and butterflies on the other side. Not really. It just means that it's taking you on the exact perfect plan for your life in its highest expression. And that might mean that you have to go through some things in order to, you know, that whole thing where you have to, um, in order to get uh, overcome or something, you have to go through that as well. So I just wanted to add that in there, that there's no right or wrong way to do this. There's no for sure um, outcome that's going to satisfy you. It's just knowing that we do have these tools. Um, we will experience trauma all the time, and but we do have these tools that we can use, such as the spiral modality and following our inner authority in human design that are going to help us stay on the highest expression of our path. Mm -hmm. I like that you brought that up too, because again, that's like the trust, right? That's the trust and moving through the unease, but also realizing that once you're on the other side, you can connect the dots and you can see how that actually was in your best interest. It may not feel like it in that moment and in that time, but as you, and it might be years, it could be like moments after or years after, but you look back and you go, wow, I'm so glad that I made that decision because X, Y, Z happened because of that. And then also, I mean, I've, I've actually learned to like the storms. I mean, I don't, I found the beauty. Let me put it that way. I found the beauty in the storms and the, all of that, because you literally have to have stress and you have to have pressure 
an extreme crisis, whatever that looks and feels like for you, extreme crisis to actually mutate and to expand and evolve into your highest expression of who you are. It's just like the diamond, right? You have to have that extreme pressure to mutate, to become that purest version of yourself and that highest version. So when I'm going through shit, I'm like, oh man, it feels it, it feels pretty bad right now. But I will look and I will find the beauty in every single moment, whether that is a color, a, a smell, a, some food that tastes good, whatever that is. In the deepest and darkest moment, that dark night of the soul, I will still look for the beauty because I also know, like, man, I can't wait to see who I am on the other side of this. I can't wait to see what this elevates me to, because it always does especially if you're using your inner authority it always does I love this conversation like (laughs) I love being able to dive deep with you on these topics and this is just a peek into like Lori and I's conversations (laughs) that you guys just had right now (laughs) when we go back and forth on like telegram and stuff like that so thank you guys so much for being with us on this episode and diving into this very potent topic, trauma-led versus intuitive-led. I love everything that Lori said here. It just helps me to open my mind to having a deeper understanding of these energies. Um, And is there how I'm always going to be linking everything for Lori down below and how to find her, how to work with her. And is there anything that you would like to add or anything you have coming up that you want to let us know about? Oh my gosh. We just, um, so Red Lotus Life is an organization that I started a long time ago, a community. We just barely moved it over onto YouTube. So we are actually doing free workshops, free clearings, free, um, all the things over there. We do, um, in-depth work over there. So I would love for you to link us that in, because if we're talking trauma, this is where we're diving deep is over on the YouTube channel. Awesome. Yeah, we will definitely link that below along with everything else that Lori has going on, all of her beautiful containers, her website, how to get a hold of her and work with her and go deeper on the spiral modality or any of the topics we just discussed. I'm sure she is more than open to having that conversation. So Lori, just thank you so much for your time and your energy and your wisdom and everything that you shared today. Thank you. Thank you. I am so honored to be here. And I just absolutely love you. I love your spirit. I love your heart. I love the work that you're doing. It is just so beautiful to see you impacting the world in this way. Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at This Is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God, and so are you. Thank you.